when you also hear that topic, you know, very interesting topic. If you have listened to messages around, you know, it's about promises. But as the Lord began to stir my heart, he stirred my heart into Isaiah 59, you know, and God began to address the wickedness in the life of believers. The reasons why prayers will not be answered. You know, and I was very scared to go and preach that message. So when I got there first time in a church, somebody's church, and then you you are not you are not prophesying as expected, but you are addressing, you know, the Lord was addressing the wickedness in the hearts of the people. So this morning, you know, when Pastor Femi called me and he gave me the same topic. And I believe that God really, you know, is with us here this morning. And I'll tell you why. I haven't, you know, you people gave me this book, so I use it for something else, my own study. And I have been carrying my electronic device to speak for a very long time. But as I started preparing for this message, you know, I went to look for this book. I look for a Bible, and I was like, ah, you are going to young people's church. You are going to be carrying, you know, notepads to go and speak to young people. Is that not a turn off? You know, but I couldn't resolve it. So I went on using this notepad, and guess what happened? On Friday night, they took my device. You know, I'll go an all-night meeting for an NGO in a strategy session, and then I was, you know, so when I woke up yesterday, I said, oh, what would I have done if everything was on that device? And now I will start, you know, I had a lecture yesterday for some hours. How many hours will I have to prepare? You know, if you want to preach 30 minutes, you need six to nine hours of study. To be honest with you, you know, so I quickly came to myself and said, you know what? God really knew the evacuate. God had an idea my device would be collected. He already helped me, you know, to prepare for this message. Let's pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, like the hymn that we sang, speaking unto us in an accent that we can hear. If there are people with reprobate mind in this audience, stir up our hearts again. Do not just challenge us, almighty God. Change us. Give us a new heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Ah, your email is very... Ah, I will accept pastors should serve coffee or tea so that we behave like Onibo's church. Developing Christian character, very, very timely message. And why do we need to develop Christian character? Because we want to be like our master, Jesus. It is because we have enlisted in the army of Christ. 
and there is need to be fit for the master's use at all times. If you are family members who have joined the military, you know, I have an, a very close friend, he's a pastor in the US now, a medical doctor by training. He tried to join the Air Force. You know, he did what is called a war at the end of the day. How many of us know what a war means in the military term? He meant to run away from training. This brother is like at least six feet. He's been jogging from Ikeja to Jodu in preparation for the training. But when he got to NDA, with all the scriptures that he knew, he told me, he said, Brother Rutsini, I got to a point that I knew death was imminent. So I had to run for my dear life. That he believed what they call war in the real sense of it cannot be as tough as military training in Nigeria. I said, what do you mean? He said, my brother, I am telling you. You know, his wife is my very good friend. He said, hmm. See, Okpe will call me and say, you know, use this scripture. I said, I have tried all this scripture. <laughs> Death was imminent. So I had to run. So he ran, he first ran to another island. You know, and then from there he crossed to the US after his medical training and all that. So we have enlisted in the armies of Christ. We cannot but what? Defeat. You know, people still die in training on the day of graduation. You know, for those of them in the Air Force, there are jumps that they make from the aircraft. I have been told that on the last day, on the day of graduation, people still drop, you know, last drop and it's gone. And you know, your parents have signed that you will not sue the military, neither will you sue the Federal Republic of Nigeria if anything goes wrong. So we need to develop our Christian character because we have enlisted in the army of Christ and there's need to be fit for the master's use at all time. The enemy of our soul remains the same as it was in the days of Adam. The enemy of our soul is who? Satan. You know, today we call mother-in-law enemy of our soul. You know, some people, uncle, stepbrothers, you know. We have conceived all manner of, you know, diverse enemies today in our time. Your boss at work, if he gives you queries, he has qualified for what? Why are you not answering me now? <laughs> if, if your boss gives you query on a Wednesday, or when do we do prayer meeting here? Thursday. If Thursday is prayer meeting and your boss gives you query on Wednesday, what happens on Thursday when you go for prayer meeting? The fire that you release, if God hears the prayer, the man, he will come begging on, on Friday morning after you have finished him. You know, some of our sisters who are married knows how to pray for mother-in-laws. You know, the, the amount of fire that they release if mama says I'm coming. Say, occupy her, <laughs> you know. Occupy her, distract her, you know. So, but the enemy of our soul remains who? Satan. 
the weapons may have become more sophisticated, but the objectives have not changed. And what are the objectives? To shift our focus from Christ. Satan has just one objective. To take our eyes off what? Of Christ. The moment he succeeds in doing that, you know, it will easily weaken us in our commitment to God. The issues confronting us today have not changed from what the patriarchs and the apostles faced. They have only transformed in shape. The Christians were first called Christians at Antioch. And why were they called Christians? Because they saw them behave like Christ. So the objective of our you know, discussion this morning is how do we develop our Christian characters so that when people see us, you know, these days we need stickers we need stickers on our Bible. We need emblem on our suit. We carry all manner of identity cards before people can really say we are Christian. In fact, some we have to call them brother before, like Pastor said, say brother. People look around and say, you mean this man too? He's a brother. Or we use sister. Say, eh? Sister what? When is the sister going to church? Because everything that the world sees about us has nothing to do with Christ. How many of you work amongst the young people? How many of us work? Or you have worked at a point in time? You have worked, correct. Have you ever been invited to fellowship at work? Eh? So what was the testimony of some of the people? In that fellowship, what were the gist you had? Some of the people that cause trouble the most in the office, they are in those fellowships. I'm sure you had gist. You know, say, eh, ah, that brother pastor, <laughs> just make one mistake, oh, you have been sacked. That man is the man without sin. He doesn't have mercy. Mercy is not in what? In his bowels. So what are the things that we need to do to develop our Christian character. I'm not going to, you know, teach and preach in the real sense of it. I'm having a dialogue with myself and with you. This is not the kind of message where you're just talking at people. I'm equally talking at myself. Because the Bible says, examine yourself whether you are still what? In the faith including me, the speaker, this morning. You know, one of the dilemmas of our time is that those of us who teach and preach, you know, can be carried away and get to a point that we think we have mastered, you know, we have mastered Christianity. Jesus has now become a tool, an errand ball in our hands. And it's one reason why the world is so disappointed at us when we Carry on our life as if we are faultless. We do not make mistakes. 
And the day, what's your name, ma? Who? Esther. Sister Esther manages to see me at Falomar Bridge on a Monday morning, rushing to work. And somebody just brushed my car. And you can imagine that car has been idle for six months. I've been trying to save. It happened in my church. So don't let me even use this, you know, an ambiguous story that did not exist. This one, this brother has struggled financially for a while. He couldn't use his car. Managed to fix his car. Was bringing it to church for the first time in about six months. And somebody broke the mirror. And, you know, touched the vehicle. You know, we were at the main hall for whatever reason. You know, they are my good friends. For whatever reason, not careful. <laughs> you know, when I first moved to Lagos, one of the problems I had was the way people drive here. I was worried, you know, the number of the Holy Spirit and mankind. The first thing that will help you is to realize America to get passport. Born in where a manger. Of all the cities, where did he come from? Bethlehem. Let's read Matthew chapter 2. Can you read Matthew chapter 2, verse 5 to 6? If you are there, you can read, please. Read Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. Eighteen to twenty two. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, and the angel said, Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who are trying to kill the child are dead. 21. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. 22. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea, Judea was Herod's son, Achilles, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, he left for the town of Galilee. Thank you very much. So when you look at the circumstances of the birth of Christ, 100% negative. Born out of wedlock. In a very traditional Jewish setting. 
you know, with bias against, you know, children born out of wedlock. Even Joseph, angel had to appear to him to say, don't mess this woman up. All right? And he came from a lowly city of where? Bethlehem. One of the reasons why, you know, many of us are delusional today is because we lack, we don't even understand the identity that we have. The Bible says if anyone be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. If that reality dawns on us in clear terms, you know, there are many things nobody needs to talk to you about. You know, I, retrospectively after I prepared this message, I was grateful to God the way he led me. Because typically what you want me to come here to say possibly is to say, don't do this, don't do that. It has not helped, even from the times of Adam. All right? It has not helped. Will you hold hands with opposite sex? The answer is yes. There's no, there's no, there's no mantra that can help you fix that. Are you going to see pretty girls all days of your life? They are still being born. Who wants to give birth to an ugly child? <laughs> How many people are not married here? Please, if you, I'm not married, can I see your hand? Okay. You want to give birth to daughters? Ugly one? <laughs> eh? So, I wouldn't there be pretty women? Nobody wants to give birth to ugly person. Handsome boys? Are you in the house? You want to give out ugly sons? Eh? The one that they are using hair cut to fish his head? <laughs> so you're going to see, you know, decent looking people. See, Jesus will appear in glory. So there's no do this, don't do that, that will help you. But understanding your true identity in Christ. That when the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. They have indeed become new. And that leads me to the second point. The place of hearing God for yourself. What did I say? The place of hearing God for yourself. You know, one of the reasons why children of those who are people of faith are giving up on the faith of their parents today is because they don't know God from themselves. From Sunday school to daily devotional, you know, it's just about what daddy wanted so that he could pay school fees. As soon as they reach the age of independence or accountability, they say, hold it. You know, this week, one of the either grandchild or sons of a former American president came out to say he was is what? He's an atheist. How many of you read that story? You know, one of, I don't want to mention his name, said, I'm an atheist, and he's been trending on Twitter. Because what parents don't realize is that that a child is following you to church does not mean he has encountered Christ. If you're going to be a Christian like me, for 30-something years now, like for some 40-something years, 
And you'll be a Christian consistently without looking back by the grace of God. It means you have testimony about God for yourself. Not what pastors said. Not what our mommies there, they are saying. Not what Daddy Gio is saying. It means you have, you know, the Lord spoke to me recently, and I opened on my phone. That's one of the things I'm going to miss. I hope I can quickly recapture them as I fix my phone tomorrow. Is to have a chronicle of the wonders of God in my life. So I started putting dates and putting records. And I go back to read it in the days of adversity. To say, so, so, so date. Oh, God did this. So, so, so date. God, you know, in the Bible, God talked about memorial. That the Israelites should read unto their children. That when they ask, what, why, what is this Passover all about? That they will say in that night that God visited our forefathers in Egypt. This is the memorial. If you do not raise a memorial for yourself in the days of adversity, your character will fail you. Because all that the enemy tries to do is to tell you there's really no God. Everything happens by chance. But if you are like me, my brother, my sister, and you have opened a chronicle, not just the one in the Bible, of your own work with God, to say God did this on so-so-so date, Oh, this child that was not working. Oh, so, so, so did this child work. That God helped me with this. That God told me this. And it happened. So, so, so did. Then nobody will need to teach you about the reality of God and your work with him. So I encourage you, open your own chronicles. Find your own light. Begin to write. You are not too young. I gave my life to Christ at 14, all right? I gave my life to Christ at 14, 15. You're not too young. Begin to begin to write, document your work with God. So that when the devil shows up and says, you know, God is weak, you know, this God is powerful. You know, in my arm, is braced for 10 years now. Everywhere, rather than the devil harassing me with it, I show it as a memorial of the wondrous work of God, about the deliverance of God in my life. That his hand is still there. He can walk. He can fetch money. He can touch. He can be used to it. It's a testimony that Jesus is alive. That Jesus is alive. What is your personal experience of God? Angel of God appeared unto Joseph. Said, those who are seeking to kill this child. They are here. Take him and the mother. Take him to Egypt. That same angel appeared again. Said those who sought to kill this man, they are dead. Take him back. Is there logic in it? That's not, that's not abstract mathematics. Where one plus one is two. The same voice that came. Say take him out. That voice still came. If you are the one that the angel of God is appearing to, speaking to that, what will you say? I cast you out. You know, there's a scripture that says, woe unto them that goes unto Egypt. All right? Have you read it before? You know, have you read it before? But here we are. The angel of God appeared unto him. And you think it's easy. A woman you have not had sex with said Holy Ghost gave her pregnancy. 
and you are not an orphan. You have mother who is alive. You know, fathers, apologies to our mommies. You know, fathers have a way of, you know, blending and say, okay, that's what you want for your mothers. Mothers and your mother's sisters. Say sister. Ha. Hello, DJ. Even when your mom is trying to be reasonable, her sisters will come and say, eh? Sister, can you move on here? Ha. I have an uncle. When he sees something wrong happen to a boy, zero to me. It's because his mother is not alive. <laughs> that's, that's my uncle's way of explaining anything that goes wrong in the life of a young man. It's unfortunate. His mother is not alive. If his mother were to be alive, I'm sure you know, she would know what to do about this, about this matter. Hear God for yourself. The moment you are a child of God that God can speak to, to develop your character, it's very easy. You know, and that's why we tell our sisters and brothers, don't marry unbelievers. You know? The worst person is the man that God cannot speak to. No matter how nice he is. I'm telling you. Every man, every woman has tendency to misbehave. Ask Pastor Yuki. Femi. Ask all our mommies in the house. They will tell you. Do you know what it means for cool money to pass your table? And you will not touch. It's like putting, you know, ice cream that is melting in your mouth. And they say you should not lick. <laughs> eh? Do you know how difficult it is to put, you know, what's the best ice cream you have taken? Eh? Chocolate flavor. So if I put chocolate flavor in your mouth, what's your name? Yinka. And I said, don't speak. <laughs> Is that not punishment? Eh? The only constraint is God. So if a man or woman cannot hear God, his character is ruined. Because truth be told, you know, free money is sweet. Anything that is illegal is sweet. That's why sex out of marriage is Generally sweeter than sex within marriage. Because you are still it. <laughs> and that sense, you know, that sense of denial is making you overvalue it. But you know, in marriage, when you are looking at, you know, <laughs> there are three terms in a year. All right? When do those when do those terms, you know, when do they when do they start? January? April, September. September. So when you remember, you will know that <laughs> you did not come into this world alone to have children. <laughs> when you hear that, uh, I don't want to mention the university revising school fees, you will not, you will not be, you don't need counseling. They said the biggest, the most effective family planning in town today is what? Is school fees. It's goofies. So when a man cannot hear God, his character is ruined. You must 
come to a place where you hear God yourself. If our Christianity will take deep root as believers, we must move beyond depending on others to know God for ourselves. First John chapter 1 verse 3. If you are there, please read. First John chapter 1 verse 3. Ah, I thought there are Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that you may have fellowship with us. Mm -hmm. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 5 to 7. This is the message we heard from Jesus. And now, declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying. If we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness, we are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Please read the last two verses again. Please listen to him or to her. It's not my word. That's the Bible. Please read. Okay. So we are lying. If we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness, we are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. John, verse, John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus replied, All who love me will do what I say. My father will love them. And we will come and make our home with each of them. I'll read again. All who love me will do what I say. My father will love them. And we will come and make our home with each of them. You must know God for yourself. When Joseph found himself in the home of, uh, what's the man's name now in Egypt? Potiphar. You know there was no Bible study in that home. Hmm? There was nobody inviting him for service. There was nobody who asked him whether he had done only devotion. What kept Joseph is the word of God. This is the time to prepare to develop capacity to hear God. Don't wait until when one brother John is coming to ask you out. By that time, you will see a manner of vision. This is the time. Joseph was alone with no pastor, with no brother, watching over his shoulder. You know, if you see or you read account of ministers who fell into immorality, they always have to travel to where nobody can see them. And you know, to get visa to travel, to book tickets, to book hotel, is a journey, it's not an accident. All right? There's nobody who falls into immorality by accident. It's a journey. Sometimes you need one year to plan to execute. 
And it means you got to a point where the voice of God became drowned in your life. You know, I want to beg those of you who are very young. You know, our own generation, we escape many things. So. Eh? How many homes had TV in the first instance? Talk less of video. You know, you live your life on the social media. 50 years to come, your records are there. Don't be unnecessarily excited. I'm trying not to preach an abstract message to you so that you can relate with what I'm saying. Don't, you know, don't live a lie. Hear God for yourself. You know, I don't know whether I've shared it here. I think I've shared it with Brother Femi and a few people. You know, I made a trip at a time and, you know, far away from here. And they said I wasn't spending my budget. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. You know, I was only attending party every night, you know, because I had to, you know. And of all the gifts to give me was to give me half-cladded American women to come and snap pictures with me. And I said, wait a minute. What is going on here? I'm only observing my end of the contract, but I said, which one is, of all the people to snap picture with, these people, I said, sorry, this picture will get to Nigeria before me. <laughs> you know, and after a week, they came to me in the hotel, and they came with, you know, a tablet, you know, with women who are creamed in their bodies. And they said, pick, touch and go. Anyone you pick, they will deliver. Say, how can you come here now? That is your Jesus, you know? You're not smoking, you're not drinking, you come to the party every night, you're only drinking water, you know? You know, what's the matter with you? Okay, if you can't touch any other thing, this is touch and kill. Anyone you pick, they will deliver, you know? And I smiled, and I said, no. You know, at that point, there's no wife to complain. There's no brother for me to say, ha, man of God. <laughs> you know, I was in Marriott Hotel in a two-bedroom apartment all to myself, so I can even keep more than one. You know, anything I thought was paid for. If God has not circumcised your heart ahead of time, it's too late. And remember, those of you who are very young, internet will not forget Internet will not forgive. God may forgive you. God can forgive you. But Internet will not. You don't want to end up as president's wife. And people are showing you, you know, all over boogie dance. In another 15 years. You know, a president's wife can be in the room in another 15 to 20 years. When... Governor Fashola was going to be, nobody knew Governor Fashola 10 years before he became governor. So live your life, you know, responsibly. God will help us in Jesus' name. When we don't have an experiential knowledge of God, our Christianity will become boring or somehow difficult to become like Christ. We must all know God for ourselves. So our faith is ultimately built on him and not on men. The next point, the place of purpose. 
the, what did I say? You are not encouraging me now. What is purpose? Who wants to help? You want to help? Please, you are holding microphone already, so you are the co-preacher. What is purpose? Purpose is your your goals, your what you are, what you are supposed to be, what you want to be in life, what your decision you make for yourself in life. Okay, good enough. You know, so we are not in business school or motivational speaking. So that's good enough. Everyone who enlists in the army of Christ has a purpose in God. Purpose for Christians is not restricted to the ministry of apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, etc. As a matter of fact, that's the biggest dilemma of the Nigerian church today, that people believe you are only serving the Lord when they address you as apostle, doctor, professor, reverend, doctor, bishop, doctor, professor. You know, Nigerians can, they can mess up titles. Even me now, I can ordain bishop, Pastor Femi, as a bishop. <laughs> By the time we spend 100,000, he's is already in the papers. Inauguration of the Episcopal Bishop of J.R.A. Uh, Keja. <laughs> Every one of us who has yielded our hearts to the Lord, we have a purpose in him. Many are dismayed or living a directional life as believers today. Because there is nothing that they are aimed at. You know, I used to crack a joke. Because God has helped me to be in leadership, you know, within the Christian community for a while. And when I see young people, everybody comes to me. You know, I used to crack that joke with Pastor Femi and a few of our friends. I said, it's like I'm the only purposeless person, you know. Everybody is telling me I've started this, I've started that. You know, and I'm like, is it that nobody wants to serve anymore? The only time that young people or even people of my age are excited is when they are in charge, answerable to nobody. You know, so, but I want you to come and give us money. They are starting this NGO. <laughs> what I used to tell them, I said, it's like I'm the only populist person in town. There's nothing that I'm starting. Eh? Yes, you know, I've been in my church now 17 years. I see people serving in the church five years, they are so tired. They have become so distressed. They find all the manner of wrong things that are happening in that church, just within five years. I said, yeah, I've been in my church for 17 years. Same church. Maybe that's why I'm an Arsenal fan, you know, very committed and loyal. <laughs> you know? If you are looking for you know, a committed husband, just marry an Arsenal man. You know, good time, bad time, we are not moving, we are there. You know, we don't jump camp. We are just, you know, we are just there. Find your own purpose in God. 
And it doesn't have to be something that you start. You know, I tell people in my church, people easily get offended with pastors when they are serving the pastors. If God has led you like me to your church, you know, and you are serving as unto the Lord, it will not be important. You know, in 17 years that I've been in my church, I've never sat across the table like this with my pastor. And I'm a leader. I'm responsible for like 300 people in church. I have like 53 leaders working with me. And I've, in 17 years, I have never. The closest was a strategy meeting in my church that we were planning 20 years ahead, about 30 of us, and I was privileged to be a member of that team. So he stood like this, and I walked past him, and he shook me, and I moved. I don't know how his office looked like. You know, there are people who take so much pleasure in faffing around pastors. Oh, I was with uh, Daddy Gio yesterday. I was uh, with Pastor Sososo yesterday. It does not change your life. Are you hearing me? It does not change your life. If you have not encountered what Daddy Gio has encountered, faffing around him is a waste of time. Find your own purpose. You know, if it is to sweep, sweep as unto the Lord. If it is teaching, teach as unto the Lord. If it is prophesying, prophesy as unto the Lord. But find your own purpose. If you do not, you cannot grow. Because you are not applying yourself to anything. You cannot improve. You know, one of the ways I stimulate myself to read my Bible, you know, I can be very, very poor with Bible study if I don't take deliberate steps. And I recognize it many, many years ago. So I buy new Bibles. I love new things. All right? So I buy new Bibles from time to time. So if you get to my bed, I have different shape of Bible. So if I wake up, I don't like my three, four parallel Bible, I'll pick. This one, I'm just using it in two weeks now. So you are very fortunate. I'm bringing it to your church. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I buy Bibles like I buy books. I change it from time to time to keep myself going. Find your own purpose. Preaching is the least form of Christianity as far as I'm concerned. You know, I see people struggle to preach. Even in my church, people can, get, can quarrel. Said they are not aligned them. You know, I had to raise up my hand one day in church. I told our district pastor, I said, you know what? Serving in this church is not a career civil service job for us. <laughs> Some of us are not trying to become permanent secretary in this place. We are just serving God. People struggle. I'm telling you. People can even be struggling here also to lead praise worship. Say, what's the name of that brother that led that, that worship? Eh? Well, I want to see his face again. Oh, he has gone out. God bless you. You know, as you were singing, leading the worship, my heart was merry. I said, oh, what a selfless worship in this place. I'm not hearing everything a double-double. You know, we have reduced worship to manipulating God. Worship is not no longer about what God can do. 
That's how to develop your Christian character. When you don't, you know, you don't reduce Christianity to God, give me, give me, and some son. You ask daughters already, no, God, give me, and some son. I receive my twins, give me, uh, Lexus Jeep, I BMW, this, uh, Banana Island. Those things are not wrong. But what of God? What is God even getting from you? You know, Archbishop Dawson said something many years ago. He said, women, they are looking for children. They are coming to church. Navigy, they are there. Then they have children. When you ask them, why did I see you in Bible study again? He said, Bishop, Archbishop, it's your son. You know that son that God gave me? That's the reason I'm seeing, I've not winned him. The same son that was pushing you to come to church, Navigy, Bible study, prayer meeting. Then God answers. And what has happened? The same son is the reason why you are not in church anymore. Find your own works. You are not helping me. Find your own purpose. And it's not when you start something yourself. You can find purpose within this establishment. If God calls you, so be it. Let it be that God has called you. You know, I have friends who go to report to me. They said they don't know why, but I wrote to me, never started a church. You know. And some people will stop talking to me because of that, because they felt I'm unserious. You know, how can you be president and this president and that? You know. And today, for 25 years, you have left university. One common hot church said you did not start. You don't even have one special program that you are calling people once in three months if you cannot do once in a month. So they felt, you know, I'm, I'm a purposeless man. You know? And they invite preachers that maybe are even disciples in secondary school. So those who come to me, say, I went to America, this church, he said, I knew you. Say, said, I didn't even understand why you, are not, you don't have a church of your own. I said, God has not called. He has not called. Find your own purpose and be happy. You know, this reward that we will get in heaven is not about microphone holding you. Is about the unseen things of our life. This auntie, she's on her way to Jerusalem. Safa. <laughs> eh? she's, in, she's in first class. They are just taking. Eh? Let me look for one no alcoholic drink or first, like, first class now. That's what she has just taken with samosa. Eh? <laughs> eh? So just come back. Eh? Come back. Find your own purpose. If it is helping women to care for their children, good enough. Good enough. You know, I found Filipino women who chose, and this like six years ago, and I'm asking myself the changes taking place in Saudi Arabia now. Are there coincidences or these are the labels the abbess of the labors of the intercessors who went into Saudi Arabia. Filipino women took the job of house helpers in Saudi Arabia. Christian women, they chose 
to be helpers. Outside, in Saudi Arabia, six years ago, I got aware of some of them. Look at the way Saudi Arabia is opening up today. Look at the way, is it coincidence that Saudi Arabia is opening up gradually? In the 80s, the aunties in the house, our mommies, they would tell you, SU sisters, fresh from university, they could have been bankers, they could have been any other thing, they chose to be teachers in secondary school. That's how some of us got born again. If the Lord puts that demand on you today, are you going to hear? Huh? So I'm the first daughter of my, I'm a dad, the first daughter of my father. Ah, teacher. Hey, how much? Ah, when daddy has promised me a job in custom, eh? in immigration, where you hold money devotion and yet you collect bribe. How many of you have visited passport office in Ikoi and you arrive very early and you saw the meetings? You would think that Jesus is reigning in that place. But by nine o'clock, money is changing hands. <laughs> you see now, they can step down from the anointing to collect their money. <laughs> Find your own purpose. Purpose is not about starting church or starting anything in your own name. Purpose is what God has ordained ahead of time that you will be unto him. May you find your purpose in Jesus' name. If I have 10 minutes, 5 minutes, please tell me, you know, so that I don't continue preaching for, for, for life. <laughs> How many minutes more? 10 minutes, okay. So let me start rounding up. There are giants all over our world today boasting like Goliath. So where are the saviors that will take Goliath down? Like I said to that my friend in church, it doesn't matter how loud he speaks in tongues. You know, we can even funkify tongues these days. Unlike you, you hear tongues now, you ask yourself, is this, is this, is he a, is it a programmable language now? <laughs> you know? When you hear tongues now, you say, oh, have they edited this one in the sand, in the sand room before they are released? You know? They are giants. They will not respond to how much of Bible we know, but our character. Our character. Pastor Femi said, when somebody says he's a Christian now, you do like this. Because there are Christians who are specialists in, in, in hitting everybody around them. They can even hit pastor. And they are very quick to say, Jesus said, forgive us our sins. After they have dealt with you. May you not be the reason that people will go to hellfire. You know, because the people that you love the most, 
have capacity to, to hurt you the most. You know, if you have lost money, we will not know how, how deep your money is until people's money pass through your hand. Like that sister I told you they put, uh, what's that name of your ice cream again? Eh? Chocolate. We put it on your, on your leaf. We say don't leak. <laughs> you know there are people that if you put egg beside them, they know they cannot eat without being noticed, but they will lick the egg. They are so weak in character that you put boiled egg that you have peeled. He starts looking like this. Oh my God. Egg. This egg. Is it boiler or breeder or what? What kind of egg? Is this big and nice? Ah! If I, ah, they will notice. And that's your real character. That you did not touch the egg is not your character. It's the fear of being caught. You know, for pastors to, to hold their hands like this, unto God, say my hands are clean. They tell us to go and do pregnancy tests now. A Christian. Your word is not good enough. <laughs> it means as pastors, we don't even trust our products. What can be more frustrating? They say, oh God, you are the one making these bonds. How many have bought egg roll on the way? Wow, you, I know you are a catch at GRA now, but help me. Have you eaten egg roll before the way? Yeah. Eh? With Coca-Cola or pure water? <laughs> so, if they say the man making egg grow, should eat egg grow. He says, he <laughs> doesn't want to eat. What will you do? <laughs> you will run for your life. But that's what we are doing today. You know, our product, we cannot put our signature on it. We say, okay, go and meet that man there. Go and collect certificate that you are not pregnant before wedding. Christian, redeemed by the blood. Saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Anointed, tongue speaking, Bible study attending, night prayer meeting. Yet. So how are we going to measure our bottle? There are brothers who are specialists in breaking sisters' hearts. He can date four within one year. It's like he has them all together. You know something happened when we mentioned the name of the church? The brother just jitted the sister. We did the same, you know, short period. He wants to date and marry another one. The pastor said, it's like I've seen this form before. This name and picture, I've seen it in one of our forms. So they said, oh, God, come. Have you feel something like this recently? He started to stammer. Brothers. Eh? Brother Peter. Any brother Peter in there? Any brother Peter is not around. Simon is not yet in church. <laughs> you know, you are a brother. Brother. Eh? 
brother. Find your purpose. Your purpose, especially those of you who are very talented, sisters are attracted to you. Yes. You know, you know, I was a youth pastor. I was a pastor in the university. I was called first pastor. So I, was, I didn't just turn to this my age overnight. Eh? I was once 18. And I was teaching like this, legge, legge, you know, like brother, where is my friend? Kule? Lekon, hey, where is Lekon? Hey, I was slimmer than Lekon when I, when I graduated. When I was campus pastor, you know. My heads were barely showing after the podium. Pastor Femi knew what we call tekus on campus. You know, what it meant those days that if I ask for one bowl of food, I can get ten from Gerson State. <laughs> so I was very popular. You know, pastor now on campus. You know. But you have to covenant with God that you will not violate his daughters. His purpose. He knows many of them. Pretty women. But you know, we see a good relationship today. Because he didn't abuse anybody. And your generation, Ethernet will not forgive. Ethernet will not forget. God will forgive, but Ethernet will not. So live responsibly. The fourth one and the last one. Taking personal responsibility for your growth. In fact, I was so confused how to coin it. I first coined it fruitful growth in the faith. I said that one is too, is too technical, you know, and not in Bible school. So taking personal responsibility for your faith. Following Christ will cost us something. What did I say? You are not encouraging me enough now. Because the world does not like him, they will not like us. Matthew chapter 19, verse 28 to 30. If you are there, read. We also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or property for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much in return, and will inherit eternal life, 30. But many, who are the greatest now, will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Amen.
if you look at me now, you have basic assumptions of who I am. So you can look at my suit now and say, oh, you know, this suit looks good. You know, every time I come to this church, I actually struggle what to wear. I said, should I wear jeans, you know, and be like young people? Or should I dress my age? Or should I, you know, I'm always confused when I'm coming here. So this morning, I said, okay, let me wear this. At least it will make me, I look at my eyes, ah, some white already. Should I buy? I said, okay, no crime. Let me look my age. I'm getting old, small, small. You know, it's not a problem. What people see of you is not as important of who you are. And that's what that versatility is talking about. You know, I can be very sanctimonious in my look. Bless you. You know, when people become spiritual, it's amazing how we don't know how to call S. SS become bless. Jesus. Yet we are making babies for those of us who are married. We still go to toilet. How many of you have used bathroom this morning? As spiritual as you are. What that vastati is talking about is that on that day, there's no smoke for food. The way you are, the way you appear. So you don't want to be that. You know those days they declare fasting? You don't fast. You go for prayer meeting in the evening. Your voice is the loudest. Are you here? Why are you pretending now? They say we are fasting. You, are, you did not even fast up to 11 a.m. You have taken three course meal. You come for a prayer meeting at 5 o'clock. You are the tormentor general. Hallelujah. When the man who has fasted is like this, he can barely even pray out. Your voice is the loudest. Are you here? That's what the Bible is talking about. That our private life should be of higher commendation than our external life. If you had been abusing mommy at home, abusing daddies at home, it will not be important if you need that all the time before Pastor Tommy and my, our mommies there. It will not be important. Because you are violating one instruction. Honor your father. Why are you behaving like, like you are not so Bible study people? Eh? That your days may be in the... How do you twist that scripture and substitute it with leaning down for Pastor Tommy? When you are abusing mommy and daddy at home. Even if they don't know scripture like you, you did not choose them. God chose them for you. Are you hearing me? You cannot substitute prayer meeting for disrespecting daddies and mommy at home. There's no amount of prayer meeting that can change cheating in exams. You know, last year, 
I chose to be right one now. GC. Last year. I I eventually appeared for two papers. And I prayed that God would not let my children need GC. You know, I saw what 18-year-olds can do. And I did not write in the village. I, I wrote around you here. And you know, when we went to school, there was no phonology. So that's why I can't speak American English. So they said there was one major exam, phonology. So I sat beside this young man, and I said, you, you look sharp. You know, are you willing to, you know, guide me on this phonology? He said, uncle, don't worry. I have all the results here. That was his answer to me. Say, uncle, don't worry. All the answers are here on my calculator. <laughs> One hour paper, that boy has finished in 15 minutes. <laughs> when it was physics practical, that was when I realized that my eyes were not as sharp as I thought they were. I started struggling with the protractor. You know, I couldn't read it very well. So I called the invigilator. I said, excuse me. You know, I'm struggling with this. What is this? Guess what? They went to bring me a whole booklet with answers. I said I didn't need answer. I only asked questions. The supervisor started, and because they saw my big car, I went with a Pajero to write the exam. So obviously they saw me when I passed, they felt that uh, this is gold man. If we have this man, maybe he's a politician. He will just splash us money after this exam. So I said, I didn't need the booklet. I only asked a question. The supervisor started fighting. Leave him if he said he doesn't want. No, give it to him. Okay, thank you now. So I said, when a child of a Christian is in this exam hall, except the God of heaven helps him, at almost 50, I was under severe pressure. What pressure can an 18-year-old face successfully? Especially if his life depended on it. Yeah, well, that, you know, failure, that meant nothing. And they were struggling to give me a whole answer booklet. Phil, just copy and sign off. May the Lord be gracious unto us. Shall we rise? You know, I was confused between the two songs to request us to sing. Uh, brother, please come. I love the song that you said, I brought my mind made up. I love it so much. So maybe we made up and I won't turn back. Yes, I want. I won't turn back. Yes, I want to see my just so bad to eat over.